Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns. One for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Where's my gun? This is for body. This is for body. Firearms Friday. Fire. Arms Friday, your chance to sound off of uh, <laughs> on a, on issues of a Second Amendment nature, um, and a chance to uh, talk about guns and the firearms culture and so much more right here on the Michael Duke Show. We are broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, and... Uh, we are live around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com as well on the interwebs. Good morning, my friends. Uh, how are you? Are you ready to? Uh, are you are you ready to dive into it? TGIFF, right? Thank goodness it's finally firearms. Fri- well, is that TGIFFF? Thank goodness it's finally fire. Anyway, um, it's um, it's Friday. Uh, the weekend is right here. We're about ready to jump into it, and today is our chance to kind of let our hair down and to talk about those things that we care about the most. I mean, I like to call it. I like to call it my uh, weekly therapy session. Oh, it's uh, we're ready to go. And we're ready to uh, to get into it. So what's coming up on today's program? Well, today we are going to get started here in just a few moments with David Roberts from Alaska Shooting Specialties uh, and Alaska Air Guns. We're going to be talking about um, air rifles, uh, the usages of them uh, here in Alaska, the fact that... Uh, you can actually hunt with air rifles in the state and the battle that went on over that, what people should know about what they can and can't do, and just kind of a general education uh, on stuff like this. We've we've had several callers over the last year or so talk about the joys and usages of air guns and uh, you know how they can be useful. I've watched a a bunch of videos on the internet here over the last year. I think it's a fascinating idea. Uh, the technology has really advanced uh, on that kind of stuff, and I'm kind of excited to uh, I'm kind of excited to dive down into the weeds a little bit with uh, with a local expert. Um, so yes, there are uh, there there are air guns being sold in Alaska. I mean, you can get them over the internet pretty easily. Uh, so you know, again, surprising. Unlike regular traditional firearms they can be sold over the internet but um it's nice to have somebody who is local 
and who is ready to uh, to talk about these things. So um, it uh, it's going to be good. We're going to talk with uh, David Roberts here in about, uh, well, we'll be talking to him in about uh, 12, 14 minutes or so. We'll be uh, diving in with that and talking with him. Uh, then in hour two, I've got uh, some headlines and some other stuff to uh, discuss, and we will see um, we'll see what uh, what other kind of stories and trouble we can dig up, and uh, we'll get your we'll get your take on things, and then we will finish it up with our friend Willie Waffle. It's uh, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. All right, so. You ready? Let's let's uh, I guess let's get started. Um, so a couple stories uh, that really caught my <laughs> caught my eye uh, out here as we go through everything and we take a look at it. I mean, first first things first. I guess uh, I guess we should uh, <laughs> I guess we should give credit where credit's due. We should give credit. To Shannon Watts. Shannon Watts, you know, the gal who is uh, the Moms Demand Action founder. She's part of the Every Town for Gun Safety, Gun Safety USA, all that kind of stuff. Uh, she is uh, out there, you know, pumping the pump for the anti-gun crowd, trying to take away your rights and to uh, chastise you for being so... Uh, so uh, to chastise you for being so greedy and so um, entitled that you would want and care about your, um, you know, you would want and care about your Second Amendment rights over everything else. That you are just, that she just can't believe the greed. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. I just don't fathom it. Yes, that's Shannon Watts. I mean, that wasn't Shannon Watts, but it's the same kind of feeling, right? So um, she's done a good thing. Uh, I mean, she has done a good thing. She, you know, was crowing, all just excited and tweeting about how she single-handedly was able to get country singer Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, removed from the rotation on country music television. Um, And so credit where credit's due. Good job, Shannon. You did a good job. Uh, unfortunately, there are unintended consequences for that kind of stuff. And the only reason that I am, uh, the only reason that I am praising her because it has led to something, well, that she probably did not anticipate and probably does not like more than anything else. Uh, Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, which came out, by the way, back in May to very, very little fanfare it was just just a release just out on there that song has now which by by the way has lyrics in the song and imagery about you know we're going to keep our guns free and if you come for our guns you know you try that in a small town kind of thing no promotion of violence no promotion of racism and all these other things that uh, he's been accused of that song is now number one in the country Number one on the Billboard chart, not just the country charts. It is number one on Billboard's Hot 100 chart of covering all genres of music. The Hot 100 is it's every song from every genre 
combined together. And so not only is he number one in the country billboards, he's also number one in the 100 billboard, rounding out uh, the top three charts of country hits um, with uh, like last night by Morgan Wallen and Luke Combs' Fast Car. The whole thing is is just it's just the irony of this whole thing is so delicious so delicious um the the you know the, the fact that they immediately brought this to the attention and i guess you know what i should do cuz last week we talked about it right um uh try that in a small town jason aldean uh, last week, we talked about how I had looked at the video on like, I think it was Wednesday and it was at 16 million views. And then we talked about it on Friday and it was at 18 million views uh, today. This this thing was released three weeks ago. One week, 25 million views. 25 million views on YouTube. Uh, so that's up, what, another 6 million views, another 7 million views from last week. Um, and now <clears throat> Jason Aldean is kind of tired of playing nice. Uh, he has actually filed a lawsuit against The View and Whoopi Goldberg particularly for a bunch of defamatory and slanderous things that they said on the show. They're going to try and couch it all under the guise of free speech, of course. But uh, he served them with a lawsuit on top of all that. So this guy gets his cake, eats it too, gets to sue Whoopi and The View on top of that. And, um, and, and here we are. Now, this song probably would not have become the hit that it is if all those, uh, you know, the Shannon Watts of the world hadn't gotten all up in their grill and tried to make, uh, tried to cancel it. Again, if you now I haven't looked again this week, but last week I told you that I actually went through the first, I don't know, 15 pages of comments on the official YouTube video for this song. And it was people from every walk of life, every political spectrum, every, uh, you know, sexuality spectrum. I mean, it was just, you know, my favorite one was a guy who was like, I'm a liberal gay man in an urban city. And I think this song is fantastic. And I don't think it says what they say. It says that it's racist and everything else. And I, you know, I mean, it was just like, everybody was coming out with things like that. You know, that this is, this just, it's much, I think people are starting to get a feel for the BS and the pushwah that these people are pushing at every level. I think they're starting to get a feel for that. I think that people are starting to suss it out and go, uh, that's not, I'm just, I'm not just going to believe you because you say it. Or it seems like maybe five or six years ago, that would have just been the norm that because the talking heads on their side of the political spectrum said it, that it, it, of course, must be no need to check the ref, check the sources or check the references that, of course, they must be right. But more and more, it's like people are like listening for themselves. Now, I, I'm kind of hopeful. Maybe this is the catalyst for some of that kind of change where just because somebody said it's easier to get a gun than it is to get a library book. Uh, that was Obama, by the way. He said that. And again, the public found that out during the pandemic that it was not nearly as easy to get a gun. 
as it was to get a library book. I think, you know, during the pandemic, when everybody, when the police were in trouble and it was the George Floyd thing and people were feeling unsafe and they're like, oh, I think I need to get it. I mean, they quietly, probably a lot of these folks who were liberals or like who had been maybe anti-gun in the past were now like quietly like, I think maybe I need to get a gun for self-defense in my family. And then they went down there and they found out that it wasn't, you just didn't walk in and buy one. You couldn't just dial up, you know, the internet and just have one shipped right to your house quietly. They figured out that you had to go in, you had reams of paperwork, you had, you know, in some cases, waiting periods or training things or or licensures and everything else. And they figured out that all that was a lie. And so maybe, just maybe, this is another, um, this is another example of uh, people taking a look at this, hearing what the, the talking heads were saying, oh, this is so racist, so racist and hate-filled and screed. And what was the other thing? Uh, it's a shameful vision of gun extremism and vigilantism. That's uh, one of the Tennessee Democratic reps said that. It's a shameful vision of gun extremism and vigilantism that calls for racist violence. Well, I've watched the whole video. I've read the lyrics. I've done everything else. It does nothing like any of that. But, you know, hey, you see what you see, right? Uh, but I think that this may be the be- kind of the turning point, maybe for parts of America where people are just not taking things at Face value, where a talking head says something and they don't just all nod their heads and go, yes, yes, it must be true. People are actually taking the time out to go listen for their own damn selves. 25 million views, number one across all the billboard things and everything else. It is absolutely crazy, uh, but it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, so. Uh, that, uh, I guess that's the first, that's the first thing for today was the good news is that Shannon Watts was kind enough to help out Jason Aldean and, uh, we cannot complain. We cannot complain at all about that right now. All right. Um, we are going to, uh, be, uh, jumping to break here and we're going to, uh, we're going to continue in just a moment. The Michael Duke show Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. David Roberts is going to be our guest up next. We'll return in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Back with more on Firearms Friday. live through a series of tubes allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet well it's kind of hard to explain sorry streaming live every weekday morning on facebook live and michaeldukeshow.com Okay, hold on a second. I got to get a hold of the uh, of my guest to see where they're at. I'll be right back. Don't uh, don't go anywhere. Hey, Dave. 
Okay. We're all ready. Sorry about that. Working through a few technical difficulties. Uh, we got everything all squared away here. David uh, uh, David Roberts with the Alaska Shooting Specialties, Alaska Air Guns, is uh, in the green room right now. Let's uh, go over there. We'll test his audio real quick to make sure everything's good for when we uh, jump into this. Good morning, David. How are you? Just fine. How are you doing this morning, sir? You know, no complaints, no complaints. It's a beautiful day in paradise. We're ready to go. So you sound good. We're going to be jumping into this in just a second. So I'm going to put you back in the green room for about uh, just uh, just about a minute here real quick as we get this all squared away and we get things caught up and ready to go. Uh, happy birthday, Harold. I see that it's your birthday. He's out there like, oh, it's your birthday. Um, all right. Need coffee and bear bacon, says Eskimo Libertarian. Never had bear bacon. But I would try anything once. It has bacon in it. Um, let's just try that one more time. Um, all right, we're about uh, okay. We're 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 coming out of this here in just a hot minute and getting things ready to go. I'm trying to read back into the chat room to see everything what everybody's talked about. Um, okay, love some of those crazy 50 caliber air rifles. Just not sure how I'm going to pack out a scuba tank into the bush for hunting. I don't think that that's necessarily necessary, Anthony, but I'm sure David can give us some answers on that. Um, and uh, I'm going through here. The Streisand effect. Ah, the good old Streisand effect. Yes, it's exactly what it is. Uh, here we go. What the hell is an assault weapon? You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems. Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider the Michael Dukes show Assault Radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. <laughs> Gotta push the button again. Well, howdy. Good morning and welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show, uh, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. We're continuing hour one today of Firearms Friday, and we're going to dive into a commentary and a discussion on uh, air guns, which, you know, again, is it I mean, this is a this is an old time technology that has just. It's made leaps and bounds in the last few years. I mean, the air rifle goes all the way back to the Lewis and Clark expedition. That's how long that they've been making air rifles. Um, but today, uh, the the air rifle—it's not your daddy's air rifle. Let's just put it that way. To get us the information and to talk a little bit about it, we've got air gun expert uh, from Alaska Air Guns and Alaska Shooting Specialties. Uh, David uh, Roberts uh, joins us this morning to discuss this, and uh, we join him uh, right now to get uh, to get the rundown on all this stuff. Good morning, uh, David. How are you this morning, my friend? Good morning, Mr. Dukes. I am doing just fine. How about yourself? You know, no problem. No problem. I'm I'm excited about this. This has been a topic that I've been wanting to tackle for quite a while, and uh, and I think that this is uh, this is a good time to do it. Now, most people don't realize a, a couple things. You know, they don't realize that there's 
um, um, that air guns have become as powerful as uh, technologically advanced as they have and, and everything else. But they also don't realize that there's, I think, air gun dealers in Alaska. People are really not paying attention to that. And then I want to get into it in a little bit, kind of the, the whole aspect of how you can use them in hunting. But let's talk about the air rifle uh, uh, today uh, as opposed to the air rifles of yesteryear. I mean, things have changed quite a lot in that uh, in that category. Am I right? Um, similar to Lewis and Clark, that was uh, that was the motivation for the PCP rifle. Um, the PCP rifle is an air gun that is filled up and can be shot multiple times when you're out in the woods. Um, this gentleman that mentioned earlier, he, how he can see uh, going into the woods with uh, a, an air gun and uh, an air tank to fill it up. Well, once he fills it up, he's already got three deadly shots, three to five deadly shots out of the gun, depending on what he picks. Um, then there is something called a pony bottle, which is smaller than probably four boxes of ammo in size that can be put in a backpack that will top off a gun about two times. Um, very simple, very easy. I have a friend going over and taking some black buck here in a little bit. Uh, I don't know, about five or 10 days, I guess, before the season opens up and he's going to be taking the first black buck and getting it into SCI because anything shot in Alaska today, um, let it be the black bucks and caribou that I got permission from the state of Alaska to add into law um, them to be able to be shot for for an air gun 357 on up because I had a gentleman call me from Kodiak and I won't mention names I don't have his name actually um, he said he's been subsisting on a 357 357 caliber air gun which is one of the cheaper air guns is Benjamin Marauder, uh, Benjamin Marauder um he's been subsisting or no i'm sorry benjamin bulldog and he's been subsisting his family now for seven years and all i was doing is trying to make this a rich man's sport and that's not what i'm after what i'm after is i'm after getting all species of animals in the state of alaska covered by air guns so you know you go out there and you take a world record size animal and you want to go in the sci book um, or anything like that, you are not going to be able to do it unless it unless it is already been passed and and legalized. Right. Um, and you've worked. Uh, and and I guess we'll get right into the. Uh, I guess we'll get right into the uh, the hunting aspect of this. You worked long and hard to get um, uh, to help and 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 work and push legislation that allows Alaskans to hunt some wildlife. Um, with uh, air rifles, and that's an ongoing struggle, right? So, what 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 is the bill that you worked on and got uh, you know and, and pushed through, and what does it allow us to do, and what work is there still to do with uh, hunting with air rifles here in Alaska? Well, it's not so much a bill as it is passed a law. So it's 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 put in writing under the Parks and Wildlife regulations under what guns can be used and what can't be used. Um, <clears throat> the struggle was, well, it wasn't much of a struggle. Once I got once I got Doug Vincent Lang and Eddie Grasser out here to my property to shoot these air guns, they were just 
I mean, this is not a pun. They were literally blown away. They could not perceive or imagine the power of these guns and how consistent they were at 100 to 200 yards, um, depending, then again, depending on the gun. Um, Eddie had spark, had a disease at the time and he was he hadn't hunted for years and he hadn't been able to shoot a rifle for years but i had one already already on a uh strybog standing up uh one of the smaller guns um standing up and pointed down range and i said here shoot this and he said i can't and i said yeah you can just pull this lever back and he pulled the lever back and i said i'm pull the trigger and he pulled the trigger and the bullseye bam 100 yards and his ear, he was smiling ear to ear. He couldn't, he couldn't believe it. And a one-hour meeting turned out to be an eight-hour meeting. So, <laughs> you know, what what the leaps we're making today is um, I'm working. Eddie has retired, and we are working. I'm working with another gentleman right now. I don't have it in front of me. I did yesterday. I believe his first name is Scott, but um, I'm working with him right now to get all of the species in the state of Alaska to be covered by air, be covered under air guns. So we are able to hunt air guns. Uh, oh, matter of fact, I do have his name sitting here under all this paperwork. Um, it's Scott and his last name spelled R-U-A-N. And if you want to see Alaskan you want to see air guns in alaska that would be a gentleman to contact don't bombard him with information but you know kindly send him an email or something like that and he's already on board with it and it looks like 2025 we will have all species covered what's um, what's what's currently covered right now david what species are currently covered right now by air guns air rifles and what are the caliber restrictions for those things so that i'm, I'm okay. assuming there's caliber restrictions on what but what is covered now and what is what is legal? Okay, the, what what has been legal and has been legal for years is any animal up to the size of a coyote. Okay, so you could shoot any animal up to the size of coyote, vermin, rat, you know, squirrels, etc. Um, you know, stuff we don't usually go out and eat. We don't have pigs here in Alaska, so that's nothing to worry about. And we don't have uh, we don't have turkey per se um, for just anybody to go hunt. But what has opened up is I have opened it up to anything up to the size of a caribou now. So that has been put in place: black-tailed deer and caribou with a 357 caliber rifle or greater. That's enough power to humanely kill the animal. Um, I've, I've seen it. Um, it, it is, uh, we, I work closely with um, uh, Mr. Hollow Point. I work closely with a lot of people in the industry. Um, and we put a lot of thought to this. And when we're going after big game, we are going to be looking for 457 or greater. Um, that's just because we don't want somebody to go out there with a 357 and shoot a brown bear and think that, think that they're going to get away while they piss a brown bear off. And all of a sudden we just find their guns and boots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and the, even, 
they're going to shoot a brown bear anyway with the 72 calibers that put out 1500 foot pounds from 1500 they've declared it from 15 to 1900 foot pounds of energy at uh, anywhere from 1200 to 1600 feet per second for a 72 caliber for a 72 caliber slug yeah and that's an 850 grain slug good lord it's like carrying around your own personal freight train um exactly yeah well and so this is uh, so up to a caribou now with calibers uh a 357 or greater um and you guys are looking at again working with the the department of fishing game and and to try and make this for larger animals so we're talking moose bear etc but with larger calibers uh as well and you think that this is going to be in effect here in the next year or so? I do believe it will be. I believe the board is for it. Um, last I heard, I do believe that Scott is 100% on board with this. Um, I know a few people in uh, on the panel and they're on board with it. So I wouldn't see why they don't pass it. I mean, we are we are behind times like normal. We're we're kind of catching up to the lower 48. Most of the states in the lower 48 um, kind of uh, surpass us in 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 technology, and and uh, they've already put put it in place. Um, You know, they've already killed they've already killed uh, moose with an air gun, but they have not killed a moose in Alaska with an air gun, which would go into the SCI book. They have not killed a bear in Alaska, which would go into the SCI book. They have not killed a caribou yet that qualifies to go into the SCI book. So there's, um, if, if you're a supporter of the Second Amendment and SCI, which is uh, Sierra International, um, they are a strong Second Amendment supporting organization, and um, they are backed by a lot of uh, a lot of powerful people. Um, and you know, th- with their support, you know, you'll see uh, you'll see things coming aboard. They have already they have already gone to um, they've already gone to a, a, a not Alaska. <laughs> they've already gone to Africa, and they've already hunted. Cape Buffalo with a what I considered a underpowered air gun, right? And they, I, I showed you the video yesterday. Yeah, right? I saw the video. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, here is a Cape Buffalo, which is, I mean, these things are huge. He shoots it one time with a fifty caliber air rifle. It runs to a tree a few feet away, turns, stops within about thirty seconds. It basically just falls over and dies right on the spot. Uh, which I mean, for an animal that size with an air gun, uh, is just amazing. And I, and I'm I'm happy to see that we're getting these kind of regulations put through and promulgated. And we definitely want to be working to uh, to uh, to allow this. Air guns are an amazing, um, just an amazing technology. And I want to talk about that here in just a second. We got to take a break, so we're going to go back and talk uh, about the technologies that we now have today versus what it was just a few years ago, and more. David Roberts with Alaska Shooting Specialties uh, is uh, with us. Alaska Air Guns. You can find him on Facebook. We'll get uh, out some websites and stuff like that. He's also got a YouTube channel if you want to go check out his YouTube channel. 
we're gonna uh, we're gonna come on in and we'll continue this discussion. Please in just come a give us a shot. Yep, we'll we'll continue this discussion in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. You're over common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It is Firearms Friday. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, we're in the break right now. Uh, David uh, Roberts, our guest here uh, on the program. Um, the, you were talking about the little pony bottles. I mean, they're, they're not much bigger than a large water bottle or a small fire extinguisher, right? I mean, they're just, they're pretty tiny and you can get a couple charges out of them. I don't know if you, if, if people can see, but see this water yeah. jug, jug I carry yeah. right here. It's smaller than this. Smaller than that. Yeah. So they're pretty tight. Than- yeah. So you can get some recharges out in the field. You don't have to be carrying a scuba tank or an air compressor with you. Uh, on your way out in the field, and and that's for sure. Willie said, these are not firearms. Don't waste our firearms Friday on air guns. Come on, Willie. These are, I mean, no, they're not fire guns. They're air guns, but it's all about guns for me. I don't care if it's fire or air or laser beams. If it's guns, that's what I want to talk about on Firearms Friday. And air gun technology, we're going to get into this in the next segment, but what fascinates me is that the air gun technology is so... I mean, it has been with us for so long, and yet it's just quiet. What do you What do you got there? What's that? That's uh, what was that, David? This thing, yeah. This thing here is a moderator. A, a moderator. Okay. Yeah. And you can own this without going to the ATF. Yeah, you can own this without going to the ATF. This is made by Donnie FL, and essentially, um, this gun right here. I'm talking technology it's right. an air force 457 it's my gun and it's been customized right it's not very big it's very light comparison. right and this moderator goes right on the front of the gun and once you, you shoot this without a moderator you're going to come out of your boots because it doesn't give you much of a it doesn't give you much of recoil but it definitely makes a hell of a blast right and with the moderator being on it that screws on on the front um Let's just let's just say that the animal won't won't know you've even taken a shot. Right, right. So this um, this is analogous to uh you know to what a suppressor is to a firearm, a moderator is to an air gun. So kind of a similar type thing. It reduces the it reduces the the sound output when you're uh, when you're firing it. Not that not that air guns are very generally speaking very loud. They're pretty quiet overall for the most part to begin with that just makes them a lot quieter yeah the big the big bore guns are pretty i would equate those to a 12 gauge shotgun um the big boards the 50 calibers the 58 calibers the 70 calibers those those go up to about a 12 12 gauge shotgun in report and in decibel 100 and 110 somewhere in decibel and we can bring them down into the 70s which I think is, uh, which is incredible. Right. One great thing is, one great thing is with the air. I mean, this gentleman said, um, 
this is their gun Friday. Let's talk about guns. I, I offer him to come to my place anytime and let me give him a tour of some of these guns and let me change his mind. I've, I had a UPS driver that delivered to me for four years that said he would not touch an air gun. And Ke Ke another gentleman by the name of Kelly Maxner, and we may all know him, um, he puts on one of the gun shows and works for one of the gun companies here in Alaska. He's a gun aficionado, and he would not shoot an air gun. When he fired the 72 caliber, he had the biggest grin on his face. He just about, I, I was surprised he didn't have to go to the bathroom and clean his shorts out. Yeah, it's um, so good. It's so good. I mean, the, again, the technology, this is not your daddy's air gun. This is not, you know, the old pellet gun that you're, you, you used to run around in the woods with or that your grandfather had. We're talking about, I mean, we're talking about, again, a 72 caliber, 800 grain slug traveling, you know, 15, 1800 feet per second. I mean, this is a, this is a real serious deal. And again, the benefit is you don't have to go to uncle Sam and beg permission to buy it. You don't have to fill out a ton of paperwork. You don't have to do any of that kind of stuff. You again, can put a moderator on it to keep it even quieter if you want to shoot in your backyard. So you're not disturbing your neighbors. Um, I mean, there's just so many advantages and they've got some of the crate and we'll talk about this here in a second. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I mean, you want, bullpup designs you want standard designs you want all these they've got them all they've they're they are all out there they're super light but we do not want to condone shooting the larger bore guns in the backyard no um, that's no but one I'm thing just... we won't not unless you have a professional backstop yeah backstop but you... because we're talking about something that will go Something that'll go through a fence, through a tree in a car, and kill somebody on the other side. No, no. But we're always talking I mean, about gun safety it, as far as that goes. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, all right. So we're going to continue here with David in just a moment. Uh, don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Please like and share. Like and follow. Let's get more folks involved in this conversation. And share this show out to your friends who uh, may have some doubts about air guns. Um, let's, uh, let's try and demystify some of that and get some real good information here from David as we continue on <clears throat> the Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based free thinking radio. It's firearms Friday. Here we go. Okay. Welcome back to the program. It is Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature, talking about guns and firearms. And today we're talking about air guns. Joining us today from Alaska Air Guns is David Roberts. Um, he is uh, a air gun professional uh, up here in uh, Wasilla. He's just outside of Houston there, out by the fireworks stands. He's got his shop out there. He's got his own little private range where he goes out and, and can show you all about this. If you want to get an education on air guns up close and personal, you need to stop by and, and see David. Give him a call and set up an appointment and come out and take a look at it because it is uh, – I was out there a couple weeks ago, and what an amazing 
what an amazing setup. But again, let's let's dive into the technology uh, of this for just a minute, David, because I, I think people think air guns and they're just like, again, they're thinking about their dad's pellet gun. They're thinking about the little Benjamin pellet pistol, air pistol that they had when they were a kid. And the technology has come so far and so fast. I mean, we've got um, semi-automatic uh, and full automatic, quite honestly, pellet guns from like uh, Hatsan and things like that, which I got a chance to shoot. That's a hoot. Holy cow, that's a lot of fun. Um, but the technology Everything from as something as small as, of course, 177 is the smallest caliber, all the way up to 72 caliber and everything in between. And you've got a plethora of guns there that are for just that, for plinking, target shooting, uh, you know, for fun, all the way up to the high caliber, you know, rifles for hunting, uh, air rifles for hunting and things like that. Um, this technology has come a long, long way. Shotguns as well, we didn't mention. Um, we have double barrel shotguns. Uh, you can load your own ammo or you can buy the ammo already loaded for uh, for ptarmigan hunting. Um, anything that you would hunt with your uh, 410 gauge shotgun, you can hunt with air guns. Um, I actually have a video on my, one of my sites where I was in a good mood and I, I, we just held one of the first annual roundup uh, barbecues and air gun uh, get togethers last year where uh, we had over 300 people show up and we gave away thousands of dollars in gifts and prizes. And uh, it uh, people seemed to be more in line for their belly than they were for the guns. So um we were not taking and selling them right then and there, which we probably should have taken advantage of that at that time. But um, it, it, we'll probably do one next year, just depending on how business goes. Now, um, Michael had mentioned uh, air, uh, air gun companies, and I wanted to mention that I am the only air gun company in Alaska. Right. I'm the only distributor. Only dealer in Alaska. Correct. Okay. And I have been fighting for us on this issue for five years now and um i have been learning everything i can for the past five years so i mean get what i'd like to say is get off the couch stop ordering off the internet and paying your shipment fees here you, i match or beat prices here in alaska and i'd like to ask you to support our local small business right Let's get into the technology portion of it. The technology is somewhat the same. Um, the I don't know what your seers can see. So what we have here, I have in my hand is a is a 45 caliber air gun. And it has a bottle, a chamber in the back of it. Very small chamber. Right. About the size of a, a, a tall boy. Uh Soda beer. bottle, yeah, right. Soda can, beer can, however. Um, pop one liter, right? About, and it's it's carbon fiber, and this thing will hold enough psi. We're talking about 3,000 psi that goes in here, which we have newer ones that hold 4,500 psi. Um, this one here will get you at least three deadly shots six shots in a in a bind and um you got a bullet flying at 1500 plus feet per second 
1,500 feet per second plus 1,200 foot-pounds of knockdown energy. Right, in a 45 caliber charge. In a 45 yeah. caliber cartridge. Now, see, what the deal is, is these guns are meant, and the technology has gone with the with the research Mr. Hollowpoint has done, is the bullets are made to enter and expand immediately and dump all of its energy within the first 13 to 16 inches of the animal. It does not come out the other side of the animal. You shoot a 300 Magnum that's got 2,000 or 3,000 foot-pounds of energy. It goes in the animal and goes out the other side of the animal. You got you got 1,500 or 2,000 foot-pounds of energy that you just lost because it went through the it went through the animal. So these air guns are actually in lethality and what they do when they enter an animal i have seen it i've seen carvings i've seen forensics of it they do more damage than some of the big bore uh, rifles right when they when they go into the animal um and not the, to, and, and the, not to say yeah go ahead i was just going to say and the technology is it could be you have bolt action air rifles you have semi-auto air rifles as i said before you have full auto air rifles all different types of configurations. Um, what you have there for the at, at three thousand pounds, three thousand, four thousand pounds—that's the of pressure. That's kind of the standard range for most of these rifles. Is that what is that what most of these rifles use? No, no, no. That three uh, three thousand three thousand and pounds. I was using examples of three hundred magnums and thirty out sixes. Right. Uh, but the know, pressure, I guess, four, I'm talking four, about in the tanks. I'm talking about in the tanks. You were talking about that tank held three thousand oh, pounds. Yeah. Three thousand pounds is 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 standard. More, yeah, it's standard. Yeah, yeah. three thousand pounds is standard and going up. And and people, um, I'm sure, are going to ask if I buy an air gun because you and I talked about this before. If I'm going to buy an air gun uh, and use it, um, uh, do I have to have my own scuba tank? Do I have to have a compressor? What is it? You know, how does that work? If I want to recharge reload so to speak my air rifle what does that take to do how do you do that well you there's many ways of doing that and one of the ways is buying a large air bottle or even a smaller air bottle um with me if you buy an air bottle from my company i charge it for you as long as you want to come and see my ugly face um <clears throat> that would cover you a whole hunting trip uh, a 72 cubic foot air bottle we now have affordable electronic ACDC uh, pumps that you can take out to the field with you. We now have, uh, we have had uh, bicycle pumps, but we have, um, technology has caught up on them where they're uh, triple phase and quad phase, where it's much easier to pump your gun up than it, you wouldn't have to be a triathlon uh, you know, uh, <laughs> two hour, runner, two hours of be, pumping to get my gun pump back up. It's not that way anymore. Not that way. And, you know, Lewis and Clark, they had a, it was really interesting how they had their gun and it was a big gun. I mean, we're talking about a gun and what's, what's funny is their gun was a 72 caliber gun as well. And it shot a round bullet and, um, they pumped their gun up with a bellows type of pumping and, and it had a, a pig, uh, a, a pig ball sack on the bottom of it that kind of tapped into it, and that's what got pumped up. 
right. the air. And so I, I can envision them having a horse stomping on this bellows, pushing it up to pressure. <laughs> and they, they survived. They subsided throughout the United States off of that gun only. Right. And they were attacked by multiple Indian groups thinking that that was a magic stick. And um, and not like a gun. They thought they already knew a little bit about guns, but they this thing running off of air and doing the deadly damage it did, they were just completely amazed by it. Yeah. No, it's um, the technology from again from Lewis and Clark days, even from your grandfather's days to today, is is an amazing change. We're down to the last couple minutes here. Um, and one thing we talked about in the break that we didn't talk about uh, here on the radio was uh, these things now also come with moderators, which is our, our sound deadeners. So even though they're mostly quiet, they can be even quieter if you buy a moderator for them as well. Uh, so, again, you can shoot the small calibers in your backyard up against a berm or something and be quiet about it, not bother your neighbors. Or when you're out hunting, the animal doesn't even know you were there uh, kind of thing. Uh, so there's all kinds of things. I recommend that you go out and see David at his place out in uh, uh, out in uh, Houston, uh, out behind the uh, out behind the uh, uh, the fireworks stands there. Uh, David, how do folks find you? How do they get a hold of you? What do they What do they do to reach out to you to get this information and come out and see what you have to, to oh, offer? Call me on my business line nine. 907-315-5720. That's 315-5720. Um, call me. I can give you directions, but it's so easy to find my place. As soon as it's as soon as you pack Big Lake Road, you see the fireworks stands. Yep. And as soon as you pass the fireworks stand, I am the first left. They, I mean, no more than a hundred yards past the fireworks stands. There's a road called Laray. And it's partly paved, and then it go, turns into dirt. You take a left there, and then you take immediate left, and you come down into my compound. David, um, I call it a compound. David, I'm, I'm in a yeah. unique situation. David Roberts is our guest, the Michael Duke Show. Sorry, David, we were coming up against the hard break there. Um, and of course, you've got a Facebook page, you've got a YouTube channel for folks who want to go out and see some stuff um, that you've put out there as well. Um, I love this. Uh, I think this would be, um, I think this is such a cool, uh, cool thing. And the, the price range, somebody asked, what's the, you know, what are the price ranges? I mean, the cheapest to the most expensive. I know you've got some big, big doggy ones there that are, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you also have some more reasonable <laughs> ones, right? As well. I mean, so this, this, well, this you don't this, have any hundred thousand dollar ones that I know of yet. No, no, that no. Would, I mean, thousands me of dollars is what I said, but that's, yeah. 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 But they, the, the, the target ones that they shoot at about, believe it or not, they shoot these at a thousand yards. They, they have, they shoot these at a thousand yards and they have a competition every year to hit a 24 inch plate at a thousand yards. Um, I have not checked much into that. They use the um, Air Force, uh, Air Force uh, type guns to shoot that. Um, what I wanted to do before I lose this train of thought is I wanted to tell everybody that, listen, the DEA, not DEA, I'm sorry, the, the NICS and um, FBI and ATF, all of right, the political... Yeah. ATF, etc., are all trying to get their hands into air guns. And 
they're trying to moderate them. They're trying to regulate them. They're trying to get you to fill out a 4473. It's time to buy these guns, get these guns before the government gets their hands on them. They're going to make it difficult. They've already made it difficult on my friend from Donnie. Donnie FL sells to moderators. They have now shut him down and call, said he can't do business until they do a ruling on his uh, moderators because they consider them suppressors. That can be changed over. So they're, they're attacking us. They're attacking us from all angles. Another thing I wanted to do is I wanted to give you guys some real quick breakdowns on things. We want to talk about um, the Sporting Association, Airgun Sporting Association. They are big advocates of us. Um, go to their website. You will find they are a 501c6 company. They are not out to make any money. They're just out to promote air guns. Um, they have the passion like I do. Um, they're in Washington legislation and legalization of all over everywhere as well. Um, I have a bunch of notes we haven't covered, but I mean, we can do that another time. But the best thing to do is come out and see me. I, you know, you get a unique experience. I do not charge you a cent to come and see me. I don't charge you a cent to shoot a bullet down range. Right. I, you know, on the internet, you can read all you want about these guns and look at all you want about these guns, but you don't get the didactic experience that you get with me and my knowledge and me being here a hundred percent of the time to take care of you as a customer. Yeah. I, I, and this is a, again, a very, it can be a really reasonable sport. I mean, you've got rifles as low as, as far as dollar figures, you know, two, three, 300 bucks, 400 bucks. 300. 300 bucks on up. $300 on up. And I know you've got the fancy, fancy one up there, the bullpup. We didn't talk about that, but you've got that bullpup air rifle that looks like the Stormtrooper oh. gun. That's, I mean, that's a couple thousand bucks, right? I mean, that's, that's an experience. Oh, that's one of 20. That's one of 25. It's an Air Venturi Avenger. And it's one of 25 that they, they, they gave to me because um, I guess they felt sorry for me. One had sold in Japan for 20,000 bucks. 20,000 bucks. Yeah. Now, I don't know how to advertise in Japan or I would. <laughs> I am willing to take offers on this gun. It has never been fired. It's been boxed. It's been hung up the whole time. And if you want a gun that looks like a stormtrooper gun, this gun looks <laughs> identical to a stormtrooper gun bullpup. Yep. And you do um, and you do all the big brand names. Somebody just said Hot Sun. He does Hot Sun. I shot I shot his Hot Sun uh uh, uh full auto. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the Blitz, Blitz right? Yeah. The Hotson Blitz. You do Air Force. You do all the major brand names, and you're a dealer for them. And you've got, again, he's got a full, there's a whole wall of guns there that you can come and check out and take a look at. And, again, you can get a 50 caliber air rifle that shoots 50 caliber slugs. It shoots birdshot. It shoots everything. I mean, it's it, there are just so many different things that you could do. AEA FX is a, FX is a, a gun you're going to be spending Two or three thousand dollars on once you're done, but it is the elite of the elite of guns, and you can get it in 35 caliber, and you can use it to hunt with as well. But yeah. this is a gun made to shoot a, uh, a the size of your dime. It'll shoot a size of a dime or tip of your tip of your pinky hole, a ten round group, 
at a hundred yards. Yeah, no, it's pretty and amazing this, stuff. This an air gun. <clears throat> so go give David a call 907-351-5720. If you want to check it out, make an appointment with him, go out there and see what he's got. Uh, it, you must see it to believe it. He's right. You can go look on the internet all day long and buy stuff off the internet, but if you want to go feel it, look at it, get some knowledge, David's the guy to talk to. David Roberts, Alaska Air Guns. David, thank you so much for coming on board today. We will have you back on uh, because, again, this is a deeper topic and we need to get a little bit more into this. But uh, thank you for coming on today and and being being part of it with us. I appreciate that. Thank you. And it's 315-5720. Isn't that what I said? Three, oh, it's 315. Okay, well, that would – so 907-315-5720. Okay. All right. I, I typed yeah, the wrong – Yep, I typed the wrong there number in. Go. There you go. So I'll put that number in the chat room. I just put the corrected number in the chat room, 315-5720. Thanks, David. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. Hey, and come on out. We get new things all the time that will excite you, I'm uh, telling you. It's good stuff. Yeah. I, I had a great time. One time. I spent an afternoon out there a couple of weeks ago, and it was definitely worth the time. Thank you so much, David. I got to go. Appreciate you coming on board and joining us today. Uh, David Roberts from Alaska Air Guns. All right, we're coming up on the break. Here we go, jumping back into it. Hour two of the Michael Duke Show is dead ahead. Let's get this thing going on. Back with more right after this. Buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Welcome back to the program. Hour two of the big radio broadcast. And we are... I'm almost giddy. I'm just, that was so much fun uh, to talk about. And I'll be honest with you. One of the reasons why it was so much fun for me is because I had gone out and spent a little time with David out at his shop in Houston. Uh, I'd gone out to the range. I got a chance to shoot some of the different uh, air guns that he had there. And I got to be honest, impressive, absolutely impressive uh, to be able to see uh, something like that where you, you just the technology has just come so far. Uh, it's just mind-boggling. Um, and with some of these that guns that are already fairly quiet, I mean, they don't even require they're so the 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 audible on some of these are so low it doesn't even require hearing protection. Then you put the moderator on top of it, and all of a sudden it's just 
it's a lot of fun. Man, it is so much fun to be able to go out there and do stuff like that uh, and shoot some of these guns. It's pretty amazing. Um, but if you want to get uh, if you want to get more information or you want to find out more about it, I recommend that you call David. Um, and for those of you who are just joining us, we were talking with David Roberts from Alaska Air Guns. He's the only certified air gun dealer in the state. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was amazing, but you can give David a call at 907-315-5720, 907-315-5720, or just look up Alaska specialty shooting, <clears throat> excuse me, Alaska shooting specialties on Facebook, Alaska shooting specialties on, uh, on Facebook. And Jeannie says, I can't believe you went on a field trip and didn't invite your six o'clockers. Maybe that would be a fun thing to do. Maybe we'll do a common sense core thing where we let, uh, we get all the common sense core members out there and we go shoot some air rifles or something at David's place. And, uh, you guys can all see it for yourself. It is, uh, it is just a lot of fun, so much fun. Um, and, um, and again, quiet and up until now free from government regulation, which just makes me happy. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. It just makes me happy when it's free from government regulation. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's something we should put on for like a common sense core uh, field trip for those that want to go make their way down to Houston and uh, and just we'll we'll go out and have an afternoon of shooting and camaraderie and, and uh, just plain old Plain old, plain old fun. It would be, uh, it would be good. Um, all right. So hour two of the big radio broadcast today. And of course, we're going to finish up the show this morning with Willie Waffle. We're going to do our weekend movie review. We're going to talk about all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, we're going to, we're going to get into that, but right now we're just got a few stories that I want to talk about a few more firearm stories. Um, <clears throat> I had, I spent an hour yesterday with GCI trying to get the phones unkerfiddled and um they they were they were kind of working but not really uh as far as the numbers and stuff. Now, I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines uh but not for my normal number. So we're going to do the whole alternative number again for those of you who want to uh for those of you who want to call into the show this morning for gun Q&A. Uh, and that number is 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. And uh, that's the number to call. If you want to call into the show, we're going to launch the phone lines right now and let everybody uh, know that you can call in. Again, I'm working on getting my Alaska number back, but it's... It's challenging. Let's just put it there. It's challenging these poor guys, man. I do not know what's going on. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna be uh we're gonna be all squared away. But the phone lines are now open. Uh again, the number to call is 319-527-3864 is the call-in number. So if you want to call in this morning, feel free to do so and and you know, we'll ask questions or talk or whatever. It's all about gun stuff today, so it's gun Q and A for the rest of the rest of the time here before we get into waffle. So it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be good stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this <clears throat> I he I actually David and I were talking again yesterday, and he pointed me to this video, um, which I hadn't seen before, <clears throat> of a guy taking down in Africa, taking down a Cape buffalo 
with a 50 caliber air rifle, one shot. And so impressive, just so impressive uh, what these, what this technology can do. And, and it's, uh, it's good. I've wanted to talk about this for quite a while. Um, we've got a couple people in the chat room that are big air gun aficionados and they've been, they've been telling us a lot and educating us a lot. And, uh, then I went out and saw David and there's a, a lot of good stuff that, uh, you could figure out out there. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, head on over to some of the headlines. Um, uh, and see what you guys uh, have to say about uh, some of the different things uh, that are going on. Uh, this is a – see, do I have enough time to do that? Yeah, um, I got a couple other things. So let's talk for just a second about – I mean, last week we talked about New Zealand doxing all of the gun owners on the gun registry list where they were sending out people's names and information. Um, and we're – you know, again, just another reason why you couldn't possibly, you know – trust the government is going to be the only arbiter of all this information and that they can be trustworthy. Um, but right now Europeans, um, are pushing back, uh, against, we keep hearing about how great it is in Europe. Well, there's people out there that are like, Nope, we need to, we, we need to be able to loosen up some of these gun regulations. Civilian gun ownership can make authoritarians drift very difficult because it gives people the ability to resist, says Andrea Favreau to Euronews. He's part of Firearms United, a pan-European firearms lobby, which claims to bring together more than 100 million law-abiding gun owners in the region. It's a movement which wants to loosen gun control laws in Europe's, bringing them de facto more into line with U.S. gun laws. I mean, it's pretty tough when our gun laws are what people are aspiring to because they, they want to be a little more free. Meanwhile, we here in the United States are like, we need to take some of these laws off the books because this is crazy. Um, and there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. We saw the same thing in England. Uh, I still remember the man on the street interview. There was a protest in England here probably 15 years ago where, uh, the Britons were marching in the streets to get back some of their gun rights that they had been, they had been lost. And, um, <clears throat> one of the guys very plainly said in an on the street interview, basically said to you Americans, I just say one thing, don't give up your rights because it's so, it's nearly impossible to get them back. Essentially is what he, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he basically said, don't give up your rights because they, you can't get them back when it, when it's, uh, when it's there. So Europe, Europe uh, is now in the struggle with some people who basically want to, you know, loosen the gun restrictions and get uh, uh, and get some of those rights back. Uh, then you go to what everybody holds up as the shining example on the Hill, right? Uh, as far as, you know, this is what we need. We need this in America. And that, of course, is Australian style gun control. American con gun controllers love to cite Australia as the more civilized country. They're a more civilized country than we are, where people voluntarily turned in their guns after the de uh, government demanded that they do so. Of course, what's ironic about that is, is that it's turned out, we've figured this out over the last 20 years, that that gun buyback, the how civilized they were by just willingly turning over their guns, turns out wasn't nearly as uh, complete as they thought it was. In fact, by some estimates now, they figure that they may have only collected about half of the lawful guns in the country that people were like, nope, 
Now, remember, Australia was populated by criminals, right? I mean, that I'm not saying today, but that's kind of that mindset, that freedom. I mean, Australia would be probably one of those countries that would be most akin to America as far as that anti-authoritarian, liberty-minded, freedom mindset. Like, nope, you cute, nope. So I, I can understand why maybe half of the people didn't participate in the gun buyback. But you know what? That's what happens. Uh, they did all this kind of stuff, and they confiscated all the guns. They removed almost a million guns from the hands of the people. But guess who didn't turn their guns in? Guess one of the groups that didn't turn their guns in. Um, it target gangs. Gangs didn't just as a as a sneak peek. Gangs didn't turn their guns in. Criminals didn't turn their guns in. There's been a spree of shootings in Melbourne's northern suburbs. Three men are shot, two others injured during a single night of violence. Um, the, you know, if if it's it's insane. Uh, three men hospitalized with gunshot wounds following incidents in northern Melbourne. Three men remain on the run. Three men were confirmed to have been shot and two others suffered other injuries. The crime spree began in Meadow Heights at about 9.45 p.m. on Saturday when three masked men entered a property. After entering the property, an altercation took place between the intruders and the occupants. A 29-year-old man was shot in the leg and rushed to the hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Neighbors told 7 News that they heard swearing before a shot was fired. She said, I heard a lot of banging on the door and cussing. About three hours later, police uh, attended an incident 10 minutes away uh, on reports of gunshot. Three men were found injured at that address. Um, I mean, this, hey, it's Australia, man. This couldn't possibly happen in Australia. This is a hold, and those shootings aren't linked. They haven't found any link between the shootings. So they got two separate instances of firearms violence. Um, that is going on out there. Uh, it's it's insane. Um, Thomas Jefferson's um, Thomas Jefferson's old saying uh, about firearms fits perfectly in this uh, in this niche. Laws that forbid the carries of arms disarm only those who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crime. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They serve rather to encourage than prevent homicides, for an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. And Australia is learning this, I mean, to just in a big way. Uh, compared to the United States, Australia has had lower levels of violence with or without firearms for a long time. Despite the claims of the gun control crowd, Australian gun control pretty much had no effect at all in the country. Um, that already had a, a low propensity for violence. Um, an old article from the Foundation for Economic Education states that, quote, empirical evidence shows that the rate of mass shooting incidents in Australia and its neighbor New Zealand, a socioeconomically similar country, did not significantly before or after the buyback program did not alter, did not differ. Despite New Zealand retaining civilian ownership of firearms banned in Australia in 1996, there was essentially no difference. This casts doubt on the claims that Australia's lack of mass shootings is a result of the 1996 gun control measure. Um, Australia is code for gun confiscation. That's what anybody says. Anybody starts talking about Australian-style gun control, I mean, you could point to the stories about the police busting in places like Melbourne, full 
um, full metal shops, you know, uh, uh, machine shops where they were actually criminal enterprises were manufacturing, mass manufacturing machine guns and machine pistols and all this kind of stuff. Again, just proving that criminals are going to break the law no matter what. And it's the disarmed citizens are the ones that have to pay the price for that. So anyway, I just had to, every time I see articles like this, I have to chuckle. Europe is now asking for their gun rights back, you know, big groups in Europe, a hundred million people in Europe and, uh, Australia, you know, Hey, don't worry about us. We, we, we'd like to get those back too. All right. We're, uh, we got more coming up. Don't go anywhere. Phone lines are open. 319-527-3827. If you want to sound off. 319-527-3867. Back with more The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. 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 Where were we? Um, okay. Did you see that clip of the Prime Minister of New Zealand about the COVID? Doxing gun owners was no accident, says Brian. And I did watch that clip. Where they, the the PM of New Zealand came out and said, don't listen to anybody else. We will be your only source for the truth. Don't listen to anybody that says anything different than what we said, because we will be your only source for the truth. <laughs> I mean, this is bad. Um, having lived in Australia, says Terry. They are not more civilized. Gangs ran rampant. Well, and gangs were some of the biggest problems out there. I mean, again, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it was 10, 10, 12 years ago. There was a whole slew of different raids around the country in various urban areas where they were basically, gangs had figured it out. They had taken over, appropriated or coerced or just outright bought machine shops, and they were full-on making mass-produced, machine guns and machine pistols in these machine shops. Uh, it was a whole thing. It was, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, USA has a rifled caliber cap of 50 caliber. Is that for firearms and air guns, the 12 gauge shotgun and fly? Um, the 50 caliber is in the, in the firearms, it's a 50 caliber. But as David was saying that he has a, they have a 70, he's got a 72 caliber air rifle. That you could shoot. Um, so yeah. Um uh Legasp. It's a complicated rule. They're learning the hard way. Shotguns are the exception. Okay, I'm going back up here to see what you guys are talking about. Something that David didn't mention scopes and any optics must be air rifle rated. Uh your 300 Win Mag scope will disintegrate. Because apparently there's what? There's more vibration at the... It's hard to believe that there's more vibration from an air rifle, from a compressed air explosion, than there is from an actual chemical explosion. 
But I mean, Jeannie's the expert on that. I, you know, I did not know that, but you have to have those things rated. Only time I ever had a, a, a an optic blow up is when there was an optic on a 50 caliber rifle that I had. And I was like, I, the optic blew up. There was just way too much. It was a cheap optic anyway, but man, it came unstuck <laughs> about 10 rounds through that thing. And that, that thing just away it goes. It was just crazy. Um, all right. What else are we going to do? Um, field trip. Everybody wants to do the field trip. Yes. Field trip. Let's go do it. Um, that'll, um, uh, that'll be fine. Uh, okay. The vibration is faster. Okay. So it's a faster vibration than the slow explosion of the, of the powder charge, the faster vibration. I could see that. I could see that. Um, Terry says that she was in a, following up on her Australia comment earlier. We were there in the 80s. That's how long it has been gang controlled. Australia's got a real gang problem, apparently. Okay. Um, we are just uh, just about a minute away from uh, returning here to the radio. Uh, I got a local story that um, is... I got a local story. I want to. I want to think about this from a perspective of a concealed carry permit holder, and what does that mean? And so we're gonna dive into that here in just a second. Ah, uh, why does that keep slipping down? One of my volume controls keeps slipping. I don't know why. There we go. That better. That's uh, better. Okay. All right. So we're gonna continue. Here comes the ding for the 30-second mark, the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow. Do all the things. Let's get more people involved in this. It's Firearms Friday, man. Aren't you excited? I'm ecstatic. I'm absolutely freaking ecstatic. Ready to go. Here we here we go. Let's, uh, let's do it. Oh, baby. Okay, let's uh, let's continue ahead here on this beautiful Firearms Friday. And I say beautiful, that's a little facetious because it's a little cloudy out. But, you know, if this whole week has been any indicator, by noontime, it'll be bright and sunshiny and hot. So I'm not going to knock it. Not going to knock it. All right, let's go over to the phones. And uh, I've got one line has called in and they are on hold. Let me make sure now they're on hold. Uh, we're gonna go over there and see what they have to say, and we'll get uh, we'll get the hot take from the Q and A. How about that? We'll start over there before I jump into my local story. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? That's Terry calling from Kodiak. Hello, Terry. What's on your mind? Well, speaking of guns, uh, federal government is uh, gonna put the big guns uh, on. The island uh, expanding the missile launch, uh, taking in uh, almost 7,100 uh, acres is what they're proposing. <laughs> uh, 
taken a whole bunch of real popular beaches up is what they want to do and uh, a lot of people are kind of shocked that we only have until the 14th of august to comment on it this is down in kodiak they're taking up land they're taking up land for what for what what are they supposed to be doing with it they're putting a missile battery on it or is it part of the rocket complex or what is it more more missiles yeah yeah they're expanding the missile launch is what they want to do and uh, it's going to deeply impact a a lot of people Um, got a lot of rancher friends out there so i'm kind of upset about it um and i was hoping people might call in and uh, just ask uh, that we get a 90-day comment uh, time instead of this cutting it off and the deadline on the 14th of august because right. uh, a whole bunch of people are still commercial fishing around here and they can't probably even get the news about what's going on let alone you know make comments about it and, and is this uh, this is the federal government, not the Terry. This is the federal government, not the state, right? So this is a federal government. They're trying to take. Uh, they're trying to expand it and go. Is it going onto private property? Is it going onto public lands? Where is the lands that they're trying to take? I, I don't. I don't have a lot of. I don't have a lot of details on it. But at the end of the announcement uh, that was put on our Kamai uh, Kodiak page on Facebook. Um, it said to email the dnr.scro.easements at alaska.gov. So sounds like the yeah, that's a DNR. Is, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a state DNR issue then. So maybe we should reach out to somebody at the DNR and get what the details are on this because this is the first this is the first I'm hearing about it. Was that the first that you guys were hearing about it? Yeah, I, I didn't even know about it till I think day before yesterday. Um, okay. And there's there's a number too. They gave a phone number of Jay Rokos. His name looks like Rokos, um, R-O-K-O-S, and it's a uh, 907 area code 334-2542. I just really wanted to see him have a public. Uh, hearing in Kodiak about it, um, where, where people can get in there and uh, comment, and, and then just to extend the comment for right. 90 days, it seems reasonable. Yeah, no, uh, 907-334-3542, is that what you said? It's uh, 334-2542. 2542, Okay. Um, maybe we'll see if we can give Jay a call and see if we can get some information on it and have them describe it to us. That would be a good thing. All right, Terry. Well, thank you for the heads up. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see if we can get some folks uh, motivated on that. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks for being part of the show today. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little unusual. I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't, uh, didn't know about that. So we'll, uh, let me take a, we're just going to take a note here and I'm going to see if I can call Jay and, uh, maybe we can get somebody on the program, uh, early next week before the deadline to try to try and talk about this. Uh, um, that's Jay at DNR, uh, Kodiak. Okay. All right. Um, I've taken some notes. I've taken the notes. 
Let's move over to this story here. I, I only have a few minutes here uh, to discuss. This is a story out of, uh, well, the ADN has it, Must Read Alaska has it. Uh, it's a local story that happened um, yesterday. Um, and it is, it's a little troubling. And I wanted to kind of look at this as an exercise from a concealed carry standpoint, from a concealed carry holder standpoint, because, you know, if you see me, I'm armed. That's kind of how my life is, right? If I'm out in public, I'm armed. Well, if I'm in my house, I might be armed. You just don't even know. But if I'm in public, you can pretty much assure that I'm armed. And then I read this story and I thought, huh, I wonder what happened. Cause we don't have any real details on it. But how would you, I was thinking, how would you deal with this as a concealed carry holder when you see something like this? You see the story. So a man and a child were shot yesterday at a South Anchorage Fred Meyer grocery store. Uh, both of the injured are being treated at the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. The police were called to the Fred Meyers on Abbott Road about 11.45 a.m. on reports of a shooting. Apparently, a man and a woman were outside the store with their children, their two children, when an altercation began with a man that they did not know. So one stranger and a family. At least two shots were fired, and the unknown man and one of the children were shot in the upper body. So you've got the family and the man. Shots were fired. No word as to who shot, shot what, but both the man and one of the kids were struck. So I, I don't I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, the person or persons responsible for firing the shots is still be determined, according to APD. The family left the area. The father dropped off the mother and the injured child at the hospital, police said. Officers stopped the father who was driving the SUV with the other child near the hospital and took him into custody for questioning. The wounded man was brought to the hospital by uh, the fire department, medics, and police. And they said multiple witnesses have called the police and provided statements. So no charges were immediately filed. They don't know exactly who did it or what. But this is one of those scenarios. So if you're thinking about scenarios as a concealed carry holder, not being part of the incident, so to speak, but I'm thinking if you walked up on the incident, this is a hard one. You don't know who is, you know, this is kind of that nightmare scenario where you don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are, right? I mean, an active shooter, that can be determined pretty quickly that somebody's just an active shooter randomly shooting people. But a situation like that, or you're going into a convenience store and somebody tries to rob a convenience store, that's pretty obvious. But a situation like this, where you walk in, you know, you walk into the middle, you were walking out of Fred Meyer, somebody's having an altercation in the parking lot, and all of a sudden, you know, shots start being fired. Again, you know, run, hide, fight, right? It's in that order. Run, hide, fight. That's kind of the whole mantra of get away, get your family away, get those you're protecting away. Hide if you have to, fight if you must. That's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the mantra that uh, we should all kind of live by. We want to de-escalate. We don't want to necessarily have to be involved unless it's an absolute necessity. But in a situation like that, I was thinking, what would you do? How would you know who is responsible for what? Especially if you come in partway through it or you come in just as the whole thing was unfolding. We don't know who was armed in this situation. We don't know if it was... The, the father, if it was the stranger, we don't know if they were both armed. We don't know what's, I mean, since, since the stranger and one of the kids both got injured, it, it possibility is maybe both of them were armed. I don't know. 
But it, it's one of those things where I keep thinking about as you walk into that situation, how do you how do you determine? How do you determine that? It um, it is kind of one of those nightmare scenarios. Uh, and again, probably the best solution is to remain out of it, stay on the sidelines, offer whatever testimony you can. And only if it escalates beyond, I guess, that group of people would you then be forced to make a decision. I, it's just, I was just thinking, I've been reading this story all morning and I just keep thinking about it. It keeps cycling back to it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it's one of those things where you just don't know. All right, we got to go here. The Michael Duke Show continues. You're home for Common Sense Radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. I just, I just don't know. I mean, to me, that is, you know, you always think when you're, when you're trying to think about, you know, I'm going forth armed. What am I doing? What would my plan be? How would I deal with this? You go to active shooter drills. You do this kind of stuff. You go to the, 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 the courses, and, but you know, this is one of those uncomfortable situations where you just know, you, you just, you know, you don't know what to do. Do you just flee? You know, run, hide, fight, right? Do you flee just first things first? Do you stay off onto the sidelines to make sure that it doesn't escalate any further? I just, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, this is a, it, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. I don't know exactly. Um, I, I don't know what you would do. It, it really has uh, been, has really got me thinking this morning. Um, because again, in most situations that you've probably game theoried out in your mind, it's pretty obvious who the bad guys are, right? It will be to you in your mind, it will be obvious that, oh, this is the, this is the thug, right? This is the criminal. This is the mass shooter. This is the, the carjacker. This is the, you know, the holdup guy at the grocery store or the, or the convenience store. But in a situation like that where you wander into the middle of something that you have no real definition of who is good, who is bad, who is right, who is wrong, are they two good people who let their emotions get the better of them? Is it escalated into something else? Do you remain near the scene to at least make sure that it doesn't unfold into something worse? Uh, do you just simply flee? Uh, and I guess that would be uh, – there would be a whole nother um, – to me, there would be a whole nother area. If I was there with my family, well, I'm going. Uh, that's the bottom line is my family is more important than anything else, whether it's a mass shooter or or whatever. My family is more important. I'm. We are exiting. We are exfil. That's exactly what we're doing. We are exfilling the situation. We are out. We are out of here. If I'm there by myself, maybe I observe uh, until I can't observe anymore. Until something is something, just what Jeannie says, be an excellent observer until you are forced to act, to act, to act, to, until you are forced to act, uh, until you're forced to act, you got to be an excellent observer. Getting ready for Willie here. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, cr- I mean, this is again, down, this is not LA, this is downtown Anchorage. And really, it wasn't, I mean, that's like one of the better places in town. Ab, down on Abbott Loop, that's one of the nicer areas. It was one of the safer areas. I would expect something like this at Fred Myers over on Muldoon or something, but, or, you know, maybe up in Mountain View. But this is, this is, you know, 
deeper into the uh, kind of nicer, nicer area of Anchorage. And uh, it's a little shocking. But again, it, the whole story just really made me think, um, you know, what, how do you know? How do you know what's going on? How do you know what's happening if you stumble across a situation like this that is obviously not cut in? Now, I wasn't there, and we don't have all the details. I mean, I've just basically read you all the details that are available. Maybe it was very clear that the guy was a, you know, who knows, you know, some methed out, you know, whatever. We don't know. But I just kind of painted it into a picture of thinking, I mean, again, and it's a little sus that the father took the took the injured child and the mother and dropped them off at the hospital and then left. That's a little sus. Like, because, I mean, I'm not leaving my kid. If my kid is, I could see taking your kid who's injured, not waiting for the cops or the ambulance or anything else. I'm like, I'm getting him to a hospital now. I could see that. But then to leave with the kid, uh, yeah, I mean, this, it's the whole thing is sus. So I just, I don't know. But it does, it does make me think about... If you're out and about and it's not a strictly cut and dry situation that you find yourself in, what do you do? And again, I guess it would be situational. My family's there. We are out. We're dipping right now. Boom. Dip out. Sorry. Gone. If it's just me alone, maybe I hang out along the edges of the peripheries just observing until something else happens. And if not, I mean, I don't know. It's, this is the kind of what if scenarios I kind of play out in my mind sometimes. And this one just came about because I'd, I'd never considered it from that angle before. So interesting, interesting stuff. Um, but what do you think? You guys tell me what you think. I, I want to know. I want to know what you think about that. Um, okay. Where are we at? Oh man. Uh, where's my phone? Answer. Okay. I'll make sure my phone is, <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't have my phone on buzz. I had my phone on silent. I want to make sure that we're not going to be okay. Uh, jumping back into it. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based free thinking radio, like it, share, like it, follow, do all the things, the YouTube and the Facebook things and everything else. We're going to jump back into it here. And uh, we're going to do that uh, right now. Thanks for coming in. Willie is uh, going to give it to us now. Do it, Willie. Hi there, ho there, hey there. Final segment of the show for today. You know what that means. The Waffle Meister comes on board, and he only likes butter pecan syrup, so you better be ready for that. It's all, uh, or maybe it was blueberry. I've forgotten already. Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Good morning, my friend. How are you? 
Oh, who doesn't love the butter pecan syrup? Oh man, oh, I know. God. It's like I, I mean, oh. yeah, IHOP is not ho- is not haute cuisine, but boy, you could never go there without having at least one pancake with the blueberry or the uh, oh, the pecan. Uh, uh, you just can't do it. You got to have at least. Oh one. yeah, because you got to you got to have the adventure. Yeah, you got to live life on the edge, man. Exactly. That's what they're there for. Just, they know it. Yeah. They're they're little siren teas reaching out to you, going, "Oh, <laughs> would you like to try some of our syrups? We we can even warm." them yeah. for you oh exactly <gasps> i know just scream just scream <laughs> diabetes here i come and you know plunge into the deep end um all right well let's uh let's uh, jump into it uh, for the weekend we've got a lot of news going on we've got three different uh, shows but let's talk about the news first uh, the this is a promotion. I don't know who it who I don't know who at Airbnb thought this was a good idea but Airbnb has decided to do a promotion with none other than Gwyneth Paltrow give me the deets that's right. Do you want to stay at Gwyneth Paltrow's guest house? Yes, you will now have the opportunity. So they're going to roll it out on Airbnb on Tuesday, uh, the August 15th. And uh, you will be able to book a one-night stay for you and a guest on September 9th. Very particular. It's got to be September 9th. And you get to stay in Gwyneth's guest house. Oh, but no, that's not all, my friends. Not only do you get to stay in the guest house. You get the use of the Olympic-sized pool. You get to participate in a guided transcendental meditation session. You get to enjoy a spa day. Okay. You get to have a bathroom full of all of Gwyneth Paltrow's products and why Gwyneth and her hubby are going to stop by for dinner. Okay, this is, you know, <clears throat> all her goop. He's gonna get you're gonna get chance to get your hands on all of her goop. Uh, and of course, no, is there? Did they did they put a price tag on this? I know it's like a fourteen thousand square foot house plus the guest house and everything else. Did they put a price on this one night stay for two people? They have not. Um, they're they're holding back the price, and uh, so I, it'll be curious to see how much it's gonna be. I, I I haven't heard any mention of the money going to charity or anything like that. So maybe maybe Gwyneth is just trying to score some extra cash, like all these other people who run Airbnbs. Yeah, and and you know, but you got to remember, this is this is this is not just like you know a nice little guest house. <laughs> right. This is she has this palatial mansion in ritzy montecito california where like oprah lives and and former prince harry lives and you know these people that have a lot of a lot of a lot of dough right and of course uh you know it's gonna be money honey i can tell you right now maybe goop is not doing so well she needs that extra cash i don't know it's uh (laughs) inflation's hitting us all Uh, it's hitting us all all right um (laughs) Maverick is not just a movie. I mean, Top Gun Maverick is not just a movie. Now it's going to become a way of life, or at least a way of business life. I just think these are hilarious. I mean, this is this is where you and I went wrong. We should have come up with something like this. So, like businesses, these big corporations, like they want to do like you know team building activities and leadership uh, seminars and and you know kind of get everybody to like each other and and learn how to make good decisions. Well. This one is run by former pilots, former Navy SEALs, and military commandos. It is the Top Gun experience. For up to $100,000, they take you into a series of team-building skills, skills that will help keep you focused on your your objectives, improving your decision-making, all while trying to carry out a mission. 
And yes, you get your own call sign, get man. You, you get your own call sign. I'd be like Squawky McSquawky or something, and it would be, <laughs> yeah, know. you know. But yeah, I mean, okay, a hundred thousand bucks to come in and motivate and educate your employees, and I mean, what are they doing? Paintball? I, I just, I don't even know. I mean, it, they're doing all sorts of stuff. Although I would think Human Resources is going to stop you from doing the shirtless volleyball exercise. I think that's probably not a good idea. What riding a motorcycle down a highway without a helmet? That's going to be one of the exercises. <laughs> that, that'll be one of them. Yeah, yeah. that'll be no, it. No, so it's you know, it's. I mean, even some of these things even have like like you know, air air fighter uh, simulators. Like, you know, like you're in the plane and you guys have to like carry out the mission and you got to plan the mission and, you know, things happen along the way and you have to make decisions and you have to instruct your, your team to do the right thing. And will they follow you? And, oh, it gets crazy. Well, again, maybe we should, maybe we should have created our own. Although I don't think the Top Gun experience, I mean, I don't think, you know, the, uh, the Mike and Willie experience would not probably go as good as the Top Gun experience. I just don't think we could demand that top dollar. All of our years in radio, the two pudgy guys telling well, you exactly how to do it. We'd, we'd have to almost do like a, like a Willy Wonka themed kind of experience. Like, you know, do you know the right chocolate to pair with oh, that coffee yeah. in the oh, morning? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And I see how yeah. I love how you incorporated the Willy. So you're taking top billing here. I see how this is. This is <laughs> this is why this would never have worked because this is an equal partnership, buddy. Equal partnership. Uh, all right. Well, hundred thousand failure. Hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> I guess if you got the money to burn, good to do. Um, the big game's coming up. The Super Bowl, which again. When is that? I can't even remember. What is that? Isn't that like January? That would or be in February. February, okay. February. You, yep. you know how much of a sports fan I am, Willie. Come on. You I know. know. You bring me this story, and I'm like, okay. Um, but if you don't care who wins, you got an alternative. Oh, absolutely! You have an alternative, and and you know this is this is you know something that that the NFL has been trying out for a few years. They did this with some playoff games. They've done it with some other games. Now there is going to be an alternate broadcast of the super bowl on nickelodeon okay yes the 2024 (laughs) super bowl will also be broadcast on nickelodeon and if you've ever seen their broadcast they incorporate well slime slime the green slime the famous (laughs) green slime right you know appearances by nickelodeon stars you know unique ways to look at the stats uh you know all sorts of craziness uh it is it is geared towards kids it's supposed to you know give kids who maybe don't give a darn who wins the game a chance to enjoy the game with their family right meanwhile everybody who cares about the game is secretly watching cbs in the other room because they want to see the real game (laughs) well this is the thing they're trying to they're like crack dealers on the corner first taste is free get them while they're young get them while they're young they're trying That's to right. get all these kids on it i mean has it been successful have the past uh it, go ahead yeah they've they've done well with them and and uh you know the, the thing is this is the first time the super bowl has ever done this i mean usually the super bowl is it's that one station at that one time and we're all on board and uh, by kind of breaking it off, uh, you know, they're kind of going down the road that, you know, I think you're seeing a lot of other broadcasts do, you know, Monday Night Football, you know, has like Monday Night Football. And then if you want to flip the channel, you can watch Peyton Manning and his brother joke around about the game, you know. And right, so you right. know, this is this is a way to kind of 
appeal to other audiences. And believe me, they're going to add up the numbers. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, on CBS, we had this much, but also on Nickelodeon, we had this much. So it's this high of a rating. Right. So yeah, they're, they're spreading. Know, hey. Yeah, they're spreading the appeal, basically, and trying to capture more market share. I could see it. I could see it. It's kind of yep. a brilliant idea if it works. I mean, why not? Uh, fine. Do it. Give the people what they want. Um, yeah. My my uh, my buddy and I yesterday got into this. My engineer at work, we were talking about Taylor Swift specifically, and uh, we got talking about this. And he told me about this story. I didn't even know about it. So Taylor Swift apparently has given out uh, for this world tour that she's well, supposedly was just finishing finishing. Although she just added sixteen more dates, uh, but she just offered a tip to her crew. Uh, it was $55 million uh, worth of money she distributed to her crew, and truck drivers really got a good deal. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. No, you know, t- Taylor knows how to tip, man. Let me tell you, she got a better bonus than any of us will ever see in our entire lives. Yes, um, you know, here at the end of her era's, or her era's American leg of the tour, it's going to go international next, and then they're going to come back in 2024 and do some more American dates. Uh, but, you know, clearly, it, I, I, I'm just going to say, the, the most successful concert tour I think we've ever seen. In the history uh, of the world, set, yeah. In the history of the world, making more money than ever. Uh, you know, she's going to clear something like $500 million just for herself and because of all of this that's going on she's sharing the wealth and yes she gave all the truck drivers there's about 50 of them she gave each one of them a hundred thousand dollars just to say thanks for sticking with me and she gave an undisclosed amount to all the other band members and dancers and caterers and tech crew and remember this is all a bonus right they were already getting paid to do this right this is just like you know yeah and, and i i point that out because so few of us in this world anymore get anything related to a bonus right <laughs> you know yeah i remember when remember when growing up you'd hear about people talking about christmas bonuses yeah that just doesn't happen anymore yeah but when you work for taylor you get a tour bonus baby yeah it's insane they they estimate that her current tour the world the the, the u.s leg made something like $650 million uh, with expenses, yeah. and now this tip. They're saying she made 500 But the rub of it was this morning or yesterday, they announced that she added 16 more dates to the American end of the tour before she goes down to Latin America. And like the Los Angeles, where she just ended, she had six back-to-back shows in a stadium. Yeah. Every one of them was sold out. Every show was so six days back to back. What I mean, what are those stadium hold? Fifty thousand people? Oh um, even you know, more than yeah, that. 50, yeah, fifty, sixty thousand people. And then the new dates are in Miami and New Orleans and it's just they're Toronto, all Toronto. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same thing. And it's multiple days in the same location because she sold every one of them out. Man, she is like printing money, man. Printing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I, I honestly think this is like one of those tours that goes down in rock and roll history you know like you know when people look back at say like bruce springsteen's born in the usa tour right or uh you know the rolling stones in 72 was just a massive tour that changed rock and roll i think people are going to look back at this and go that was the height of her power she did something that nobody else has been able to do nobody's going to be able to copy it's going to be a very long time before anybody copies it and and this is this is just going to be historic yeah this is a billion dollar it's going to be a billion dollar tour by the time it's all said and done all right uh we kind of i went too long on that we're down to about three and a half minutes here so we got three things what do you want you want to give me all three or you just want to pick two what do you want to do all right, I'll give you I'll give you uh, three, but I'll go fast. So okay. uh, we have Meg to 
the trench. Yes, Jason Statham is fighting massive sharks one more time. Megalodon. And, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. And, you know, it, it's just goofy and silly. It is everything that you would expect it to be. Yes, now, after they've kind of captured the one from the last movie and they've trained it, Jason Statham's like, dude, he ain't trained. I think he's taking advantage of us. And sure enough, some bad guys do some bad stuff. And it turns out there's more than one Meg out there. And now Jason Statham has to stop them all. I'm going like one and a half waffles. I mean, it's only good when he's going crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, how could you even take that seriously? All right. Uh, so Meg to the trench, one and a half waffles. What's next? Then we have on Amazon a new series, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Okay. And, and I throw this out there because it's kind of been guy centered this week. And uh, this is one for, I think, more, more I think ladies. I'm not going to, I'm not saying that in an offensive way, but this is a movie that appeals to ladies, right? This young girl, um, her parents die tragically. We learn that there's all sorts of horrible things that have been happening with that family. She's now shipped off to live with her grandmother, who she's never met, played by Sigourney Weaver. And now we're going to learn all the secrets, all the secrets of the family, all of the grandmother's secrets, all the secrets of these people who live on this flower farm where she's living now. Secrets, secrets, secrets. The I'm whole go two and a half waffles. The whole movie should have been called Secrets. Uh, I mean, is, secrets. It, is it a good good story or what? I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I like how everything's a little mystery. Like, you know, you get this little tease. Like, we kind of know what happened with this girl and her parents. We get this tease that, you know, something happened in the past with them. We get this tease that grandma's had some troubles in the past. We get this tease that, you know, the, the, the women who work on the flower farm are there for a reason. And you're kind of waiting for it to all to pay off. And you got seven episodes to wait. All right. Well, we'll see what it's at. Two and a half for the Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Finally, TMNT, 90 seconds. Give it to me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. We're starting from the beginning. Uh, this time produced and written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Okay. And uh, yes, we we learned the origin story of the turtles. We we have uh, Jackie Chan back as Splinter, the rat father. We learn why he hates the humans, why he wants the, the, the turtles to hide from the humans. But they just want a party. And they think that they'll endear themselves to humans by stopping this evil gang that's kind of ruining New York, except they're in for more than what they bargained for because they're also mutants. Oh, okay. So I don't know how many times you can rehash this. Give me a waffle meter reading on this. I, I'm going to say two a good, fun energy. And I like the animation. The animation is really cool because they try to harken back to the way the old comic books, the old underground comic books before they became commercialized, right. like for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that's a unique look, and I think it kind of draws you in. All right. Well, good. Well, we'll see what that is. Two and a half waffles for TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, Willy Waffle. Thank you, my friend. It's good to talk with you as always. Hey, you got it, man. I'll talk to you soon. Next week, we got more stuff coming up. I don't know if we got any big movies, but we'll uh, we'll talk with Willie about that in a bit. All right, folks, we're out of time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this weekend. It's going to be beautiful. Be kind. Love one another. Live well. We'll see you on Monday. I think I'm getting old, Willie. I think, like, that's a big surprise. Why do you think uh, I, that? I, well, I just, you know, I used maybe five years ago, I probably would have been like, yeah, I'll watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now I'm like, no, I got something else to do. You know, I just, it's, it, I don't <laughs> I know. know. It's just not, you know, it's just not uh, uh, appealing. Even as much as I love Jason Statham being kind of nutty and zany and goofy, I just don't see myself going to watch Meg.
uh, two, or even the first Meg, or even, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm like, that's two hours I'll never get back. Do I want to, you know, it's kind of weird. Well, and I think the thing that's so much different now than it was like 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, there's just this massive plethora of material. I mean, like, you know, I, you know, you used to be able to say, okay, there's one really big movie that we're all going to watch this weekend. There are three or four or maybe five big TV shows we're all going right, to watch. Right. That's all been blown up. I mean, you know, you, you've got th- hundreds of things, thousands of things to pick from every week. And, and so if you want to be like the cool people, the hip people in the know people, it's impossible. Because there's just so many things out there attracting so many different audiences. So, yeah, you're going to get the throwback people who love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they're going to probably take their kids. Right. Uh, you've got, like I said, you've got this group of people who want more of the sappy drama. They're going to watch that Amazon series, uh, The Flowers of Alice Hart. Uh, you know, you're going to have some people who are like, I just want to see some sharks because it's summer. Okay, yeah. you're going to go see the Meg. Right. You know, I mean, it, it just it breaks everything up. And, right. So it's hard to follow it all. Well, and I would say it would be easier if you would come up with something new, right? I mean, this is Teenage Mutant. Like I said, how many reboots, how many shows, how many movies have we done on the same theme? You know, it's it's the same kind of just this continuous or it's a sequel like Meg or whatever. You know, I mean, I I keep harping on this every week and I, I feel bad about it sometimes, but I'm just like, Hollywood, can you just... I know you guys are in it to make money and I know that there's a sure thing in certain things, but... Can't you just come up with because when you do, when you do find something new, it can be amazing. And yet they're just not willing to take a take a crack at it. No, they're not. And, you know, and and even, hey, listen, I understand why you go for a reboot. What's been the biggest movie? What have been the two biggest movies this year so far? Barbie. Yep. And, and the Super Mario Brothers. Yep. Yep. And and those were based on something that everybody knew. Or in Top you know, Gun last so, year, right? Top Gun last year Top was the Gun, same yes, kind of sequel. thing. Same kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a sequel. So Yeah. Well yeah. so you know, hey, you know, uh the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, number three, one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah. Again, a sequel. So, you know, yeah, I, I'm with you. I hate to see it. I think if you're really looking for something new and something exciting and something you know, different, you almost have to look to the streams anymore yeah. because that's the only place where people are truly taking chances. Uh, you know, in the theaters, I think we've just seen the movies that are selling tickets are kind of the predictable ones yeah. and uh, everybody likes to make money and uh, taking a big chance and, and falling on your face just is not financially worth it. And I think the stream has delivered some amazing, you know, alternative type yeah. movies. You know, you had just recently, of course, Extraction, you know, and Extraction 2. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one I was thinking about the other day? Because I understood that there was going to be a, oh, Bright with uh, Will Smith. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. unique. I mean, super unique, you know, crossover urban fantasy and trolls and LAPD officers. And I mean, it, I really enjoyed that movie. And I get, did. are they still make? do you know if they're still making a sequel? I heard that they were making a sequel. Yeah, it's kind of up in the air because of Will Smith. Uh, and, and they're, yeah, they're kind of holding back and going, let's see if people are willing to accept Will. And, and I think that, I think something like Bright moves forward if um, the Bad Boys 4 movie takes yeah. off next year. Okay. When he, when but he I mean, that, that. just that kind of idea of such a unique story, totally, you know, out of left field, yeah. Yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, that's the kind oh, of stuff and, we're looking and don't for. Don't forget. It would have moved forward if Will Smith hadn't slapped Chris Rock. That's true. Like that yeah. was happening. Exactly. That was totally happening. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm I'm just hoping that they, I, you know, maybe out of this writer strike. I mean, I think if they wait too long in this writer strike, they're going to come back to a world that's totally changed. 
between reality TV yeah. expanding and more AI stuff, you know, they're walking a dangerous line here. Something could fundamentally change and it could be a whole different deal. I don't, I don't know what happens, but, you know, it's uh, they're playing with fire at that point. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's already starting. I mean, you know, all the uh, all the networks have already lined up their replacements for the fall. And they're like, you know, somebody's going to watch this stuff. And uh, yep. if you don't want to write Young Sheldon and you don't want to write, uh, you know, whatever it is, the uh, Chicago uh, Med, um, we're going to just find something else that people yeah, want to watch. Exactly. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate it. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Thank you so much, Willie. As always, a lot of fun and looking forward to next week, my friend. Have a good uh, have a good weekend with your travels. Hey. You got it. Talk to you next week. Folks, we're out of time. Got to go. Mean it this time. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. We'll see you on Monday. Have a good one. Enjoy. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show